There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Walkie Talkies is a presentation of iHeartRadio and the College Athletes Network. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to Walkie Talkies Podcast on the College Athletes Network, featured on iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Noah Buono, and this is episode 11. And just some quick reminders to please go to the Apple Podcast app and scroll down on the show's page and find the button where it says, write a review, and leave us some stars and a little note on what you think of the show. It would be very appreciated. Also, if you enjoy what you are listening to here on Walkie Talkies Podcast, and make sure you're subscribed and downloaded so you don't miss any future episodes. And for today's guest, we have a very nice switch up and we'll be interviewing a former track and field walk-on from the University of Oklahoma, Miles Wheeler. Miles gives us the dynamic as a track walk-on and what it took to get on the team and how he balanced his track schedule with his undergrad degree in pre-dental school. We get into all those details as well as where Miles is currently at now in dental school as well as his love for reading books and some tips that he has for people who struggle to get into books. Really cool stuff if you've never heard those tips before. I personally had not so I enjoyed them. And lastly we touch on how the regimented schedule during his undergrad years helped prepare him for the busyness of his life currently. It's really cool stuff, really great switch up to get a walk on from a different college sport that we have not heard from on the show. Come on and offer their perspective and the dynamic of that new sport. Miles has success and hard work written all over him and you can hear that throughout the episode and that's what you can expect to hear all the time when you come and listen to our guests on Walkie Talkies podcast. So with that being said, let's get into my full conversation with former track and field walk on from the University of Oklahoma, Miles Wheeler. 
Okay, so you were a track and field walk-on uh, at the University of Oklahoma. So why don't you start off with just explaining the dynamic of what being a track and field walk-on is like. You, you'd be informing a lot of us, a lot of listeners, because um, I'm sure it's vastly different from football, basketball, baseball. So let's start off with what that dynamic is like. Um, I think every school is really different. It's really up to the coach to accept the walk-ons. And it's kind of, you have so many different events within track and field. So you can kind of look at, oh, I need a couple more sprinters. I can take a couple walk-on sprinters or you need more throwers, long distance runners, things like that. Um, so with so many different coaches coaching different events, it's really up to the coach to take in that walk-on. Um, and for me, whenever I walked onto the team, the head coach, he was over the men's sprints. So once I got on campus, I went to his office and was like, hey, uh, I'm looking to walk onto the team. And he's like, okay, we have a practice on Tuesday. Um, I'm going to have you show up to the track. I'm going to have you run something. I don't know what, what it's going to be yet. If you hit the certain time, you're on the team. If not, you're not on the team. So it's just, you get that one run in, you either make it or you don't. I ended up hitting the time that I needed, got onto the team. Um, and it was weird too, because all of these scholarship athletes had already been on campus. They had already been practicing for, I think it was probably like a week or two. So coming in as a walk-on, Everybody else already knew each other. So you just like show up to practice. Nobody knows who you are. They already know the drills, things like that. So you're just like a newbie coaches, like getting on to you. Cause like everybody else is with the program. You're just like looking around, trying to figure out what's going on, you know? So what, what was the, uh, what was the run that you ended up having to run? Um, and what, what was the time that you needed to get? Did you know what time? going into it or did you just run it? So I didn't, and hope I you got didn't it. The time. Um, so I wanted to be a 400 runner. Um, so basically it was a broken 400. So it was split up into 133 meters, 133, and then finished with the 134 to get to 400. So you run the first 133 meters, you get a 30 second break. You go back to that cone, run another 133, 30 second break, and then finish off. So basically it kind of shows you what your 400 time would be, say when you're in more optimal shape, cause you're coming off of off season, you're not mm -hmm. doing the hard training. Um, so I, I, I'm pretty sure the time to beat was I think under 48 seconds. Um, so I was in like the mid 47 range, which so they, they, they tallied up the 333 exactly. And then you, so you got to take a break in between and then yeah. run the next 133 exactly. as hard as you could go. Yeah. I kind of like that. Gives you a yeah. better chance, honestly. Yeah. Um, so once you got on the team, how many of you walk-ons were there versus scholarship people? I don't even know how many people are on a track and field roster, yeah. but maybe we just dumb it down to the two events you ran, the 200, the 400. How many exactly. people ran those two events and how many more were walk-ons and how often did you get to run them? I want to say there was probably about in between 12 to 15 of us. And I would say four to five were walk-ons on the team, okay. just depending on the, on the year. Cause I think my first year um, it was just me and I think one or one or two other people. And then the next year we got two more people. So it just depended on what the roster was like and how many people coach wanted to take on. And how does it work that you get to compete in a meet? Obviously you're practicing and getting, you know, all the practice reps in because anybody can run, but how did it work where you were like, you know, I, I don't know, did they rank, I'm assuming the scholarship players by time. And so where did you lay on that totem pole between like the 12 or 15 of you mm -hmm. that ran the 200 and the 400? 
Yeah, that was definitely the hardest part coming onto the team, especially with track, because if guys are coming in on scholarship, they came in faster than you. That's just like kind of what you have to accept. Um, So when it comes to making the travel list, it's really hard because those scholarship athletes are going to get priority. Um, But the way that coach kind of looked at it was as you're doing reps in practice, say you're doing we're doing like 300s that day in workouts and you're beating some of the guys out on the reps, it's like, hey, I'm going to give you a chance this week to show up to the meet, see what time you can run. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of really have to show up in practice and really show Coach that you're up there with the other guys to be like, hey, I can compete this weekend. Um, so definitely for walk-ons, you don't go to as many meets um, just because you usually get beat out in practice. But whenever you get those opportunities, uh, definitely take advantage of them. Yeah. How many, how many meets do you think you competed in? Uh, and did you do four years? Were you a four-year walk-on or did you join the so team? So I actually did, because kind of with the pandemic, uh, right. that's what kind of messed things up. Um, but I, I graduated a semester early. So, and then track is a spring sport. So I really did, I would say two and a half years because of the, the pandemic hitting uh, during my junior year. So I only really got through indoor season. Um, okay. But in terms of how many meets, especially for walk-ons, the biggest meets that you'll go to are going to be your home meets because right. you're not having to pay for travel. It's like, Hey, you can, you can run at this meet. Um, but other than that, I, my freshman year, I went to a lot more indoor meets that season. I want to say uh, maybe four or five uh, and then three or four outdoor meets um, sophomore year, most of the home meets, maybe three or four outdoor meets. Um, And then my last year, I actually, during indoor season, we had our first home indoor meet and I had torn my hamstring. Mm. And as soon as I got through recovery, COVID hit. So I was like, that was, that was legit in my season. So I really ended. Was it the end of your season or the end of your career? End of the career. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Damn, that sucks, man. So um, sounds like you got a decent amount, you know, got to run a decent amount, but what is like the, what's the motivation behind taking a role like that when you don't really, you know, get to travel, get to do the actual competition, but you show up to practice every day in two separate seasons. Cause like you said, track has the indoor season and the outdoor season. So you, you get to compete for a lot of months out of the year and you're practicing even during the season and out of the season. So what's that motivation to want to do that if you don't even really get to compete at the end of the day um just even coming from high school it was just something that I just really loved and it was like uh even coming into college now that I'm in dental school academics was the biggest thing for me so coming in I had a big academic scholarship covering tuition so it was like okay I have my tuition covered but I also still am passionate about track so let me just hop onto the team and just being with those teammates too you're coming onto like a big campus as a freshman it's nice to have like teammates as soon as you get on campus. You already have a, a, a group have a, of friends from a friend the, group you know, right away. Exactly. I mean, you're already getting in workouts like without even really having to. You have to show up to practice, you know. So, so it wasn't as much like the the competition for you that was making you want to do it. It was the you know the immediate kind of bond you'll form with some teammates, and you're getting good workouts in. You're staying in shape. Your your body, your mental, are probably. Um, in tip-top shape, but did it affect your mental at all? Was it like, 
wear and tear where you were like, man, I don't think I'm going to show up. I think I'm done with this. I'm not getting anything out of this. Cause obviously you're competing. You want to, you know, and like you said, the scholarship guys probably already had faster times than you, but it's a good bar to look at and be like, man, I got to run, you know, I got to get three seconds slower or faster on my 400. So like that competitive fire in you probably was there, but did it ever wear and tear on your mental where you were just like, man, I'm, you know, maybe I don't show up tomorrow. I would say really overall, I think being on the track team helped with mental health. Um, just with like the stresses of school, that was kind of my outlet. Like, Hey, I get to go to practice today, get a good workout in practices are obviously hard, but when you're with your teammates, it's like, everybody's hyping each other up. Like practices can be fun some days. Um, but there's also the frustrating side being a walk-on is it's frustrating because sometimes it was like three weeks in a row. It's like, I didn't get to go to a meet and it's like, you're just sitting there training, putting in all this work. Um, And you don't even get to go. So that's that's tough sometimes. So during those little time periods, three weeks in a row, you don't get to go anywhere. Where did you find some reward for yourself? Like still happy to be doing this. Like you said, like it was a good getaway from school. But, you know, your teammates and your your new friends are going and traveling and running and you're stuck back at campus. And it's like, what would you do to occupy time? What did you yeah. you know, what were those periods like? Or not actually, let me, let me, let me go back to what I actually asked was like, what were, where did you find the rewards for yourself? Exactly. Um, I would say just being a pre-dental student, just with like all the science courses, sometimes not going was a blessing in disguise because I was like, Hey, I have this test coming up. If I would have been at this meet, I would have been having to study on the bus, like traveling on the plane, whatever. But sometimes I got the full weekend to like really sit and study, do well on a test. And like, now that Mm -hmm. I'm here and I'm not running track anymore, it's like, Sometimes I needed those weekends to really focus on academics. So it, it kind of gave me the balance of I get to do two things that I love and I'm not having to put all of all of uh, all the eggs in in one basket. Yeah. Know? And it's actually cool too hearing your kind of opposite perspective from some people I talk to is like you were very much a student first athlete. Yep. Second, a lot of people, including myself, love to identify as an athlete first and then a student. And, you know, like only that. But obviously a pre-dental major can't even imagine the course load you were going through and, and what that entailed. So, oh, I wanted to go back to that. So you, you said that it actually helped your mental, your mental health because, you know, it was like a getaway from the schoolwork. So you're a student first, you're an athlete second. Was there anything involving like the track stuff, you know, aside from not being able to travel that maybe was relationship based or opportunity based, um, that did kind of mess with you or, you know, it was always just a leisurely fun activity for you to go and do never any like hardships coming out of it that caused you extra stress on top of your pre-dental stuff. Yeah. I really don't think I had any extra stresses from, from track itself. Um, Cause it, it never really occupied too much of my time, especially being a walk-on compared to like the scholarship athletes, they're going every single week. And it's like, I feel like that was more exhausting when you're constantly traveling, you're missing classes all the time, things kind of add up. But with me, it was like, okay, you go to a meet this week, you have a week off, or you're going to this meet. So it's just like a balance and it, it, it was just a nice flow uh, yeah. between academics and track. So I, I never really hit a point where it was like, oh man, this is too much. I, I do like of late um, with people I've been interviewing to really focus on like the emotional and the mental part, the mental health part of being a walk-on. And you would say that a lot of the 
stresses and, you know, maybe damages to your mental health were probably just more school related than anything. Then, yeah, exactly. because you had, I mean, I can't even imagine what kind of science courses you had to take. You probably had to take every single one yeah. in the books. <laughs> like I couldn't even name them for you because the last <laughs> science course I took was chemistry honors my junior year of high school. Oh, and yeah. I never had to take another one. <laughs> and <laughs> Not to make this about me, but it was the worst grade I've ever got in a class. And I was like, all right, well, now I at least know science is not for me. <laughs> as much as I wish it was, it isn't. Okay, everyone, quick break coming up here. Great start to the episode. Miles will talk more about his discipline and time management that he learned during his time in college right after the break. So stay with us. We'll be right back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back with Walkie Talkies podcast. Make sure you go ahead on the Apple podcast app and leave us that review towards the bottom of the show's page. And let's bring back in our Oklahoma track and field walk on Miles Wheeler. Okay, so you take these experiences, you tie them all together. You did about two, two and a half years or close to three years, but they honestly double because you do two seasons in one year. So it's like you, you probably got like six total track seasons. And so how did that, you know, being a collegiate athlete and going through that everyday regimented grind, how did it help you in your life with your own discipline and your own growth with what you're doing now and also help shape you at that time to get into what you're doing now with the, the pre-dental school? 
Um, I think even now being in dental school, just as busy as the schedule is, like we're having classes from 8 a.m. to 5, um, just straight eight-hour lectures, just sitting in there all day. Um, and compared to other people in undergrad, say they weren't a college athlete, they're just a student. Like when you're in college and you're a student, you have a class for 15 minutes at this time. You have like a two-hour break, you go to the next class. But being in track and an athlete in college, um, I really had to get time management and discipline down. So now that I'm in dental school, time management, discipline, it's like, I know what it's like to be busy. I can handle this schedule. Right. So things really aren't stressing me out as much as like some of my other classmates, things like that. Uh, I really feel like I have a good grasp on uh, being able to manage things, not get too stressed, stay in check with my mental health, things like that. Yeah. And do you think a lot of that is directly correlated from the track grind or more of like the balance of track and school in your undergrad? It was probably like a little bit of both or was it one more than the other that helped you really find that? I think it was the balance, but then also it kind of taught me even while I'm like super busy with school, I still make a lot of uh, a big effort to keep working out because I found that be track being my outlet. It was like you gave yourself, say, a two and a half hour, three hour practice to work out. That was kind of your outlet. Now you need to keep up with that Work out for an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours um, just to keep your mental health in check. And you're still in that same routine that you're kind of wearing in undergrad. Yeah. So you think that your, your mental health improves and it keeps you kind of balanced and more grounded when you are working out. I feel the same way. I think that like when I'm getting my workouts in, whether it's, you know, 45 minutes or I want to stand there for 90 minutes, like I leave the gym and I think I always, even no matter how sore I am, I always end up feeling great about the rest of my day. Like for the most part, obviously some hiccups can come about, but it always, it gives me like a ton of mental clarity. So you did it in college, you've left college, you have an even busier schedule and you still find the time to implement that into your every day. Exactly. It's just like completing a workout every day is like, okay, I did accomplish something today. Even if everything else went wrong, it's like, you got that one thing done. Right. Is that, is that, would you say that that's your main, like, yeah. let me make sure I at least do this one thing of make me feel like I was at least, I can say I was productive for an hour if I don't get shit else done. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're currently in dentist dentistry or dentist school, dental school. Dental school. Okay, yes. great. How much more left do you have until you're on your own? And, and then what do you have planned once you exit, you want to like open up your own or. So I just finished my first year of dental school. So I'll be starting my second year in a month. Um, so dental school is a total of four years, kind of the same as med school. Um, but with dental school, the first two years are preclinical. Um, so you're doing like a lot of lab work, learning different dental procedures, a lot of lecture. And then your third and fourth year, you go to clinic and you're just having patients um, every right. single day. So you can graduate as a dentist after the four years. But personally, for me, I want to do a pediatric dentistry. So mm -hmm. it would be an extra two to three year residency. Um, and then once I complete that, I want to open my own pediatric clinic. That's awesome. So, so I'm not sure what city yet. Right. Where, where are you yeah, originally from? I'm from the Dallas area. Okay. Uh, Flower Mound, Texas. Um, now I'm in San Antonio. What, what made you want to do dental school over, you know, maybe a, some other type of doctor? Like where was the passion behind that? I think it was just me going to the dentist as a kid. I just had a really good pediatric dentist. She's like one of the top 10 in Dallas, the Dallas area. 
Um, and I just asked her to shadow. And so I just went in and shadowed one week, one week, uh, just got to see her work. And I was like, man, this is really interesting. Cause I've always been interested in healthcare and a lot of people choose the medical route. Cause that's just the most popular. Um, yeah. but I was like, Hey, let me check out dentistry. And there was even a summer program at uh, the dental school in Dallas that I did one summer. And I got to kind of get mentored by current dental students, got to see what it was like to be a dental student, things like that. So just kind of getting that exposure really helped me figure out that was a career for me. Listen, no knock on you or any dentist, but like you got, you got to have serious balls to want to like clean people's teeth and mouth. Like, I don't know, like what, does that ever come to the forefront of your mind is like, cause I've definitely gone down the list of career paths where I'm like, do I want to perform plastic surgery on people? Do I want to clean people's mouth? Do I want to put braces in people's mouth? Like, you know, you, you go through whatever that list is when you're trying to figure out if that sounds like something you want to do. And it's like, I don't know if you had that same thought towards, uh, being a dentist, but like, has that ever crossed your mind? Something like that? Yeah. I think, whenever you get the shadowing experience and you're just kind of sitting there and watching them do it, if you're not disgusted by it and you're like, Oh no, this is actually pretty interesting. Hmm. Like, it's like, okay, this, this is probably for me. I would say like another career, say like a podiatrist looking at feet. Like <laughs> if I was sitting in there, I'd be like, nah, this is, this isn't for me. But when it comes to like teeth and the mouth, I'm like, no, nah, this doesn't bother me at all. Like you're genuinely interested by like people's teeth, people's mouth. Like yeah. it's something that you look at and you're like, I'd like to solve that problem or I'd like to fix that issue. That's great. Yeah. If you think you can be, which you obviously wouldn't be putting yourself through dental school if you didn't think you could, you know, be passionate about it for the next 40 years. Um, so that's super cool. Cause it's all about figuring out what you want to do with life in life. That's going to make you happy and fulfilled. Um, so when, when do you think, did you go into Oklahoma knowing like you were a dental major right away or did you switch anything up uh, while you were there? Yeah, so I did the dental summer program um, my, after my sophomore year of high school. And oh, after really? I did that summer program, I was like, yeah, this is this is it. So after that, oh, I was yeah, like, okay, sold you right away. <laughs> That's great. Okay, last quick break. Stay with us to hear Miles' perspective about being around top 1% talent during his time at Oklahoma and how he read 25 books in 2021. Super cool tips from him on that that I really enjoyed. So stay put. We'll be right back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back with Walkie Talkie's podcast on the College Athletes Network. Let's finish this episode strong and bring our guest, Miles Wheeler, back into the show. All right. So anything else on the walk-on experience that I might have missed? Like, you know, you did get to run in a couple meets. Um, you didn't get to travel a whole lot. That weighed on you a bit. You were more student than athlete. The track stuff was more leisurely and fun. Uh, any regrets about the walk-on journey, uh, anything you maybe would change, any, you know, sort of weird mistreatment that took place, like, or was it all kind of just, what would you say? I think the only other comment I would have about being a walk-on is it's just really cool just seeing like how talented some people are. Cause it's like, once, once you get to the college level, it's like, man, these are the top 1% from high school. Like these guys are really gifted out here. So it's just cool to be able to practice with those people get to watch them at meets and like I still keep up with them on like Instagram and Twitter and right. they just they just finished uh nationals for track and mm -hmm. uh a couple of my teammates top three in 400 hurdles 400 meters uh high jump things like that it's like man these guys are really performing yeah it is a, always like a special thing being around big time talent like that like you're you're in the big 12 for track as well right like Oklahoma's big 12 for everything yeah so you're around top tier you know, I can't even imagine what their 200 and 400 times were. If I were you, I probably would have been so frustrated. Like, cool, I'm on the team, but like, Jesus, these fucking guys are so much faster than me. Like, this sucks. <laughs> um, so I saw on your Instagram, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up with the, these couple questions. Um, I'm a big book reader myself, or at least I try to be uh, when I have the, the right discipline. And I saw on your Instagram that you read 25 books in 2021. So before we wrap it up, I want to ask, like, is that something you always did in college? When did you kind of pick up your love for reading, like mm -hmm. to the point where you're able to read, you know, 25 books in a year? Yeah. The funny thing is I hated reading like all through childhood, all through college, like mm -hmm. high school. Um, and then once the pandemic hit and it was like, OK, I can't go anywhere or do anything. Um, I think it was like Black History Month. And I was like, hey, let me just go pick up a, a book on. I picked it up on MLK and Malcolm X. Yeah. Um, and once I read that, I was like, hey reading is kind of interesting. So then I looked into it, like kind of once I got into it, it was just like, okay, I have a lot of free time on my hands. Like, let me just keep reading books. And like, the more I kept reading, it was like, I just love gaining knowledge, especially from people's autobiographies. 
they really show you the development of a person. It's like, how did, how did this person become so big in society? And being able to just to see their development, it kind of inspires me to just kind of be more patient with yourself. Um, because you see, you see the result of famous people or people who have a lot of money, things like that, but you didn't see what they went through in their twenties and their thirties. And they finally got to the point in their forties, but that's, that's the spotlight that they get. And that's what everyone focuses on. Right. Um, but when you really see the work and the time that you have to put in to get yourself to become that person, it's like, okay, I have enough time. Let me put in the practice. Let me put in the discipline. Um, right. And then also psychology books are very interesting as well. Um, I would say my favorite book all time is The Defining Decade. Um, the author is Meg Jay. And it talks about how your 20s are like the defining decade of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you can really tackle uh, a lot of things in your 20s, your 30s and on will be a lot easier. So definitely a book I recommend for people. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I, um, I hated reading too. And sometimes I question if I still hate it, you know, like I, I was doing polls on Twitter, you know, during a, a little bit after the pandemic about, you know, how many books have you read since March of 2020? And I got off to a slow start when the pandemic started, but up until like last, I want to say this past August. So August of 2021, I had read like, you know, almost 30 books in like an 18 month span. And I was like, holy shit, like, who am I? And I had been doing like some, some big buys at Barnes and Noble. And I'd walk out of there with like 14 books that I'm like, listen, I'm not going to read all these in a month, but like, I'm, they're all books that at some point I'd like to get to. And, you know, sometimes I get in the ruts though, of like, man, I haven't picked up a book in two weeks. I haven't picked up a book in two months. And like, I think sometimes I, Cause I always look at it the same way as you do, as I love picking up the knowledge that you can get from it. Like I'd much rather spend my time enjoying reading something out of a book than force feeding something random from social media that is just, you know, frying my brain (laughs) that I have done more than enough of since my adolescence. And, but the perspective that you can get from these books and stuff like that, like you were saying with the defining decade, I've actually heard of that book and I'll have to have that skip the line for my rest of the books, because I'm going to be 24. And what the hell is the point of reading that book, you know, six years into your 20s. So I might as well prioritize it while I'm still in the um, early phases of my 20s. But, you know, I, I just, I love when I like, especially like you talk to people now when I hear that people read, because like, I don't feel like I come in contact with a lot of people who are like avid readers that like, have a specific genre or specific topics. And like, even if it's fiction, like fiction, you can fiction books, you can get great stuff out of and just reading itself is like such a great mental hobby. Um, and you know, we talked about the mental health stuff, like a little bit earlier, like it always helped me clear my head. Cause it was like, you don't got to worry about anything else. Just right. the, pa- <laughs> the words on the pages, you absorb them, you take the lessons from them and you move on, you get perspective, you get knowledge. Um, so I always love that. But, um, would you say you're looking more for fiction, nonfiction, informative stuff? Like, and, and a follow up to that would be: Do you have to force yourself to read, or is it literally like I enjoy reading so much, like I'm about to just sit down and however much I time I have, however long I feel like it, I'm just gonna read? I would say for genres, psychology and autobiographies are definitely my top two. Um, I just love learning like how humans interact with each other, how we think. Um, how we can better process our emotions, mental health, things like that. 
And then also just like the lessons learned from people who got themselves to a, a point where they're well known in society, um, mm-hmm. kind of what their journey was, the lessons they learned, because they passed down so many lessons in their book. So many. Yeah. Uh, and then with reading, one of the tips that I heard to kind of get myself more consistent to like get to 25 books in a year was once you wake up in the morning and make your bed, put a book on your pillow. So by the time that you come back home after your day, your pillows on your bed. So once you see it, you're like, Hey, I need to read, set a timer for 10 minutes, put your phone down and read until the timer stops. And usually once I read for 10 minutes, it's like, Hey, I don't want to put this book down yet. Let me read for about 20 more minutes. And then you end up reading a lot more and then you'll, you'll get the book done. So it's just, if you can put 10 minutes in a day for a month, you're going to get through probably a 200, 300 page book. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that every single day. Oh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about book reading is as an avid reader, you gave some suggestions on books and that a book that you like and topics that you like to read about. But what advice as someone who you know loves to read, would you give to people who think they want to read, but have too much resistance to actually sit down and do it? Um, what do you what do you say to people like that? Because I've been in that position and, you know, sometimes I trickle back to that position. So what? If, if any advice you would say to people that think that feel that. Yeah. Um, I think the best way to get into reading is to actually pick a topic that really interests you because a lot of people can just recommend all these books and they're like, Oh, I've read this one. You should read this. But if you don't really feel passionate about it, you're, you're going to pick it up. You're going to read a couple of pages and you're like, ah, I'm good. I don't really want to read this. So really look up a book on a topic that you're really passionate about or something you want to learn. And I feel like the chances of you actually finishing the book are going to be a lot higher and try to find something under 200 pages. So you don't feel overwhelmed by the page. Right. right. Start off small, pick something you think you'd be interested in and go from there. I completely agree. Um, for the people listening, I had some mic trouble and we were talking off the record and miles said something about um, post college career. So I, I want him to just restate that and then we'll wrap. What, 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 what were you saying to me? Yeah, I was was saying um, just from like books that I've read, videos that I've seen just from people who end up becoming successful. A lot of times things start out really small for you for about five to 10 years. But the fact that you're putting in that consistent work and the the consistent effort at the end of those 10 years, whenever the opportunities open and like the success comes your way, you're like, wow, I really feel glad that I put in the work when no one really noticed me as much. Things were uh, not really coming my way. And when they finally, when they finally do, you're, you're really going to enjoy that reward. Yeah, absolutely. That's great perspective. And, and all throughout the episode, um, appreciate it hearing your perspective. I, I wish the episode could be longer. I mean, we could sit here and talk about bullshit for 25 <laughs> minutes, but sometimes the shorter episodes are the more special ones because nowadays, no offense to my particular listeners, but people don't really have big time attention spans to get themselves through the hour or hour and 20 minute episodes that I've dropped or you know, <laughs> an hour and 20 minutes of damn near anything. So I think keeping us under something, some somewhere around that 30 minute mark uh, will be cool. So uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and shining light on some of the track and field walk on game uh, that I knew nothing about. I think it's always cool to get a new sport on here and hear about that dynamic. Um, also thought it was super cool that you're more student you were way more student than athlete and you had a bigger goal and those that athletic part of your college journey was literally just for fun and that's what it literally should be is like do a college sport play any sport 
make sure you're having fun doing it make sure you're happy while you're doing it there's so many people in and outside of college that play a sport that don't even enjoy it half the time they like they started doing it because they were forced to at a young age and then they just kept plugging along plugging along and then they finally quit and they're like wait i didn't even really enjoy that so it's always nice to hear when someone uh enjoys you know the sport that they're doing and the activities that they're doing with you in uh dental school as well so uh super cool stuff man and, I, and i'm glad we were able to finally put the pieces together I, you know we were i was hitting you up back in january and then you you hit me with the yeah i i can't like I, i'm i can't do this podcast and i was like damn it like i really blew the i blew it on this one like and i didn't even think i'd ever hit you back up um but i was looking around i'm like i gotta get this fucking track guy on the show yeah, like come it. come on so <laughs> i appreciate you coming on man this was, this was a good time. it's definitely a good time appreciate it okay that's a wrap for episode 11 here on walkie talkies podcast really awesome stuff from miles and i'm glad we were able to finally sit down and have this conversation i really love the tips on reading um and how he goes about that i definitely got to try the book on my pillow thing uh, i think it would be very beneficial for me and for probably all of us um you know former walk-on heading into dental school is really big time it's another prime example of all the successful walk-ons that are out there and what us walk-ons really strive to do post playing careers uh, always turning out to be something very special and ambitious. So shout out to Miles for his extended grind to achieve his goals. And I wish him nothing but the best of luck. Please make sure you guys do leave us that review towards the bottom of the Apple podcast page. And also make sure you are subscribed to this show so you get notified when new episodes drop. We may or may not have something enormous for next week's episode. So stay tuned and thank you all for listening. I'll talk to you all next week. And remember, come on some cute. Walkie Talkies podcast has been a presentation of iHeartRadio and the College Athletes Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.